You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. As we do every Friday, we're going to uh, look at two-start pitchers and streaming options uh, for next week in fantasy baseball. Uh, we'll dig deep on the waiver wire uh, and grab some uh, matchups that I like for Friday. Uh, but first... Uh, we've got some action here. Uh, trades. Uh, the Minnesota Twins have traded designated hitter Nelson Cruz uh, to the Tampa Bay Rays for right-handed pitchers Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman. Uh, now, Cruz is 41 years old, but he continues to hit. Uh, has 19 home runs, 50 RBIs, 44 runs scored, 294 batting average, and a 907 OPS this season. Uh, he's as good a bat as you're going to find on the trade market. Now, since 2014, Nelson Cruz has 279 home runs. Most in baseball, by a lot. Uh, number two on the list is Mike Trout, 248. And it's Nolan Arenado, 244. J.D. Martinez, 234. Edwin Encarnacion, 229, and not climbing any higher. Uh, Manny Machado, 218. Jose Abreu, 216. Chris Davis, 209. And Josh Donaldson, 206. So, Nelson Cruz is uh, the best uh, power hitter uh, in baseball. Uh, and he's just been very consistent and reliable. And even at 41 years old, He's an impact bat, and he's going to uh, hop into the middle of the order uh, for the Rays, whether he hits third or fourth. Um, and I guess the, the only real adjustment here for the Rays is that Austin Meadows, who has been kind of doing some outfield, some DH, is most likely going to have to play outfield on a regular basis because uh, Cruz is strictly a DH. Uh, there, there's very little uh, outfield value for him. Uh, so uh, the Rays are, are making a... A concerted effort here as a, a team that uh, went to the World Series last year, figures that they're in contention again this year, uh, and uh, they're going to add a, a premier bat uh, to their lineup. Uh, and there, there's um, you know good value in that. And now uh, look at the players who went the other way. It's two right-handed pitchers who are both pitching uh, at AAA. Uh, and Joe Ryan uh, is 25 years old and in uh, a dozen games, including 11 starts at AAA this year, has a 3.63 ERA, but a 0.79 whip, 11.8 strikeouts per nine. Uh, and, and so the strikeout rate is, is promising. The whip is amazing. Uh, and now that 3.63 ERA seems actually a little high uh, given the, the 0.79 whip. And um, I, would, I would expect that Ryan's going to see time in, in Minnesota sooner rather than later uh, because if he was you know putting up these numbers at AAA for any team uh, you would think okay this is a guy that that's probably going to deserve a shot uh, in the major leagues this year uh, and so for a Minnesota team that is uh, likely going to deal some veteran pitchers away uh, there will be opportunity uh, for Joe Ryan to uh, step in and, and really you know prove whether or not he's a major league uh, starter uh, then uh, with Drew Strotman, now his ERA is a little better. It's 3.39. However, the underlying numbers aren't quite as encouraging. His whip is 1.42. Uh, he has 9.6 strikeouts per nine, which is good, but not as uh, impressive as Ryan. And the issue that uh, affects his whip and, and 
I guess would be the concern about him moving up is he has 5.1 walks per nine innings. Uh, and so Strotman is another who, who you would have to think is going to get a chance uh, to pitch in the majors and whether that happens this season or next. Uh, but you have to figure out uh, the walk issue because if, if he's walking 5.1 batters per nine at AAA, uh, it's going to get ugly uh, in the major leagues. And, and so... Um, these are pretty good assets uh, coming back to the Twins. I mean, as, as much as Cruz is a really good hitter, he's also 41. Uh, and so this is not a long-term uh, investment uh, by any means. So the, there's a potential here uh, that the Twins could get two starting pitchers out of it. Even if Ryan turns out to be a starter and Strotman ends up being a reliever uh, at the major league level, that's still pretty nice uh, long-term value. And, and so uh, for a Minnesota team that is very likely to be uh, shedding more pitchers, uh, before we uh, before we hit the trade deadline this year, um, this is a nice opportunity uh, for these guys uh, coming over from Tampa Bay. Uh, now the Rays, uh, then they're not done. Uh, they trade starting pitcher Rich Hill uh, to New York Mets for reliever Tommy Hunter uh, and catcher Matt Dyer. And Dyer's in the minor leagues. Uh, Hill is 41 years old, but still has been really effective for the Rays. He's six and four, 3.87 ERA, 1.16 WHIP, 8.6 strikeouts per nine. So the strikeout rate's down a bit. Uh, from where it was uh, in the recent seasons. Uh, but consider here, his first four starts this year, um, Hill got rocked. Uh, he gave up four earned runs in each of the four starts. Uh, and since then, has a 2.85 ERA, 1.09 whip, and 8.8 strikeouts per nine. Uh, that's really impressive. Uh, and so uh, the Mets, a, a team who's dealing with their own uh Injuries uh, to, to pitchers. You know, Noah Syndergaard is still trying to work his way back from Tommy John surgery. Uh, and Jacob deGrom is on, on the injured list. So that alone uh, causes uh, issues for, for the Mets. Uh, and Rich Hill is a real, relatively inexpensive addition here uh, who should be able to, to help them kind of bridge the gap. I mean, certainly if deGrom is, is not going to be able to make it back this year, if, if this forearm uh, issue becomes a, a long-term thing, well then... You know, it may not matter at all who, who you bring in, but if you need somebody to kind of tide you over, get uh, keep the uh, the rotation serviceable until Degrom can come back, and maybe uh, there's a chance you get uh, Syndergaard uh, sometime later in the season. I mean that that would uh, be the real value to Rich Hill, and so the price going the other way is is not very steep at all. Uh, Tommy Hunter is 35 years old, has had a relatively successful career. Uh, as a as a middle reliever, uh, sometimes setup man, uh, and really his best season was probably in 2017 when he was with Tampa Bay. Um, but Hunter uh, hasn't pitched since uh, mid May, uh, and so if he does come back, uh, you know he he has a chance to contribute to uh, to the Rays say down the stretch and in the playoffs, but is not exactly providing immediate value uh, there. Uh, and then the the catcher, uh, Matt Dyer, is 22 years old, played at the University of Arizona. Now, he's only hitting 194 uh, at double-A ball, but he does have seven home runs and six stolen bases in 36 games. Now, I, I don't know how much you know long-term value sh- you should be uh, applying to his, his stolen base uh, totals, uh, but even seven home runs in 36 games uh, at double-A, uh, that, that shows there's some pop in his bat. Uh, and so, uh, it, while the... the Kind of initial reaction I, I've seen online is, uh, you know, decrying while he's hitting just 194 at double A. I think, you know, the, the power numbers uh, suggest that Dyer is more than just a, um, a, a mediocre or less hitter. Uh, now, 
you, you would still need to see more uh, uh, from that average. You're not going to call up a guy who's hitting 194 in double A, but he's, he's 22 years old. So give him a, a couple of years to uh, get used to, to pro ball and climb the ladder a bit and, uh, and then see what you've got. Uh, but it, I, I think there, it's at least worth a shot here that Dyer um, you know, could become a major league catcher somewhere down the road. But really this price for the Mets uh, on a team trying to win this season, um, that's, uh, it makes sense for them. Now, I guess from the Rays' perspective, I'm not sure that it makes a ton of sense for them to just give up uh, Rich Hill. Like, does this mean Michael Waka is now into their rotation again? Uh, and, you know, the, that's kind of a hit-and-miss proposition. Uh, and for a Rays team that... Uh, figures to be contenders, maybe this is just sort of a precursor to them making another move uh, to acquire pitching uh, because it's, it's hard to imagine a, a team that uh, expects to challenge for the World Series trying to do it with less pitching rather than more. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they have a bunch of delicious flavors uh, with a great variety. It's coconut and cherry barcia and raspberry and mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. That is a wide variety, something for everyone uh, in there. Uh, my favorite is the salted caramel. Uh, I really like the uh, the combination of uh, sweet and salty. Um, and it tastes great. And that's really the, the bottom line to, to Built Bar is that uh, you have all these great flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It tastes like a snack. Uh, and if you haven't uh, tried uh, a bunch of these flavors from Built Bar, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of those uh, flavors, uh, sample them, uh, decide which ones you like, and then you can order more of those. Uh, but really, uh, you're getting this great tasting bar and they're healthy. They are loaded with protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. Uh, it's a really good addition if you're into... Uh, a workout program, an exercise routine, uh, because uh, Built Bar will give your muscles the protein boost uh, they need. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And, uh, you know, you're going to be watching the U.S. track and field team uh, for the next few weeks, I would imagine. So, uh, you know, sign up with Built Bar here. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, let's take a look at a handful of uh, potential streaming options for next week. Uh, And we'll start with Chicago White Sox, uh, who are at Kansas City and at home against Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to keep banging the drum here for uh, left fielder Andrew Vaughn. Now, Eloy Jimenez uh, has started his rehab assignment, and and so Andrew Vaughn may find playing time a little more challenging uh, in in the not-too-distant future, but he's also hitting well enough that the White Sox are going to find a spot for him. Uh, his past 19 games, Vaughn has four home runs, 11 RBIs, 12 runs scored, hitting 323 with a 921 OPS. Uh, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to take that bat out of the lineup. And so, uh, the way Vaughn has been uh, kind of picking things up since the the midpoint of the season, uh, you can you can look at him as as a real potential uh, value play, not just through next week, but uh, through the second half of the season. Uh, now, another option in in uh, Chicago with the White Sox is is a guy who I'm. I've never been particularly high on for fantasy purposes, but Adam Engel, uh, who's been playing in center field, and um, again, Luis Robert may not uh, be too far from uh, returning, uh, but Engel, uh, and Engel's previous seasons generally has not has not been much of a hitter uh, at the major league level, uh, and so he hasn't drawn a whole lot of fantasy interest. But in 18 games uh, this year, he's got five home runs, 13 RBIs, 11 runs scored, three stolen bases. Now he's hitting 263, but a 910 OPS, there's at least short-term value there. 
uh, for Engel if you if you need to to fill in for an injury or something. Uh, like I say, once you get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back in the lineup, it's probably going to be really hard for Adam Engel uh, to secure regular playing time. Maybe he he's in a fourth outfield spot, uh, but the 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 value kind of for next week uh, going against uh, Kansas City and Cleveland, there's probably uh, some appeal there. Uh, in Milwaukee, uh, the Brewers are at Pittsburgh and at Atlanta. Uh, consider infielder Jace Peterson, uh, who might be playing second or first base. Colton Wong has returned uh, to the Brewers lineup, but Peterson is still getting reps at first, uh, in part because it uh, doesn't seem anyone else they have uh, at first base is going to hit. Uh, Keston Hura uh, has struggled all season for the most part, and uh, um, Rowdy Tellez hasn't done anything for them since getting acquired uh, from Toronto. So uh, take a look at Peterson, who in the past month is hitting 328 with a 976 OPS. Uh, and certainly when your first series of the week is at Pittsburgh, that's that's worth considering. Uh, Minnesota uh, is at home against Detroit and at St. Louis uh, next week. And really, I guess the question is, who gets more playing time in the aftermath of the Nelson Cruz trade? I mean, it could be somebody like Nick Gordon, uh, the infielder who um, it, it may just be that the the twins are going to kind of rotate bats through through the DH spot for the time being, uh, and it could allow Gordon to to get some kind of regular playing time at second base, or maybe someone like Williams Astadio. Um, I mean, the the twins are dealing with some injuries at catcher already, uh, but uh, with the opportunity to to get some reps at DH, um, either one of Gordon or Astadio are, are worth keeping an eye on uh, to see whether or not they're going to get uh, more opportunities now that Nelson Cruz is gone. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, the Phillies are at home to Washington and at Pittsburgh uh, next week. Uh, maybe consider outfielder Travis Jankowski. Uh, and really the challenge here is uh, whether or not Jankowski is getting regular playing time. Uh, but he, um, he's he been a, a much better hitter uh, this season than he has uh, in previous Major League seasons, uh, not unlike Adam Engel. Uh, but in 36 games for the Phillies, Jankowski's hitting 321, has an 844 OPS, has a little bit of speed, so uh, there's a, at least potential for steals there. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're not talking uh, major difference maker, but if you need, uh, you know, an, in, an inexpensive option to slide into your outfield, Travis Jankowski is worth looking at. Uh, Toronto, uh, and the, the tough thing here with Toronto is that um, most of their, you know, bats that are regularly in the lineup are all taken in, in almost all formats. Um, so consider third baseman Kevin Biggio. Uh, the, the Jays are at Boston and home against Kansas City. And as I say, all the... the the regulars in Toronto are taken, and that's um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and Marcus Semien uh, and George Springer and, and on and on. Uh, but Biggio uh, might be a little bit more available uh, than the others, uh, and so you know, give him some consideration uh, because Toronto, uh, for for that uh, series against Kansas City, will be back in Toronto. Uh, and so there, there should be a, a little bit of hype for them uh, getting to play in their home stadium for the first time. Uh, in, well, a couple of years. Uh, and then uh, check out Washington, uh, where uh, the Nationals are at Philadelphia and then at home against the Cubs. Uh, and now a couple of veterans here, but veterans who have you know generally been under the radar. And that's second baseman Alcides Escobar. Now uh, he's missed a, a game or two here uh, recently with injury, but uh, since getting kind of called up here for the Nats, Escobar is hitting 297, hitting leadoff uh, in 13 games. And so he's well worth a, a look as long as he's healthy. And then outfielder Gerardo Parra, um, uh, kind of a journeyman uh, who, who has been a decent uh, major league outfielder uh, in his past eight games, hitting 333 with an 898 OPS. 
if you kind of if he's going to find some regular playing time uh, for the next week, uh, he's going to be worth considering as well. So when we come back, we'll get into two start pitchers uh, and some matchups uh, for Friday. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. That includes Major League Baseball, but NBA, NHL, NFL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So now that we've covered uh, streaming options uh, at the plate, let's take a look at some two-start pitchers uh, for next week. And we'll start with New York Mets rookie Tyler McGill uh, going against Atlanta and at home against Cincinnati. Probably wouldn't like him at Cincinnati, which has uh, become a real hitter's park. Uh, but McGill, in five starts since getting called up to the Mets, has a 2.63 RA, 1.21 whip, 10.5 strikeouts per nine. Uh, that'll play. Uh, and it's certainly you know, wor- worth adding whether he had two starts or not. Uh, th- for Minnesota, Michael Pineda is at home against Detroit and at St. Louis. Uh, and now Pineda's been okay this season. Not, not great. He had his start, not his most recent one. The one before that was pretty rough. Uh, and that raises ERA. It's up to 3.93, but he has a 1.22 whip, 7.9 strikeouts per nine uh, in 13 starts this year. Uh, the issue here is, is that Pineda could get traded uh, next week, and that, that would kind of shake up his schedule most likely. Uh, and so there is some risk there, uh, but uh, he's, he's a worthy uh, addition. Uh, Atlanta's Kyle Muller. Uh, the rookie is at the Mets and then at home against Milwaukee. Uh, Muller has pitched in five games, including four starts, has a 3.20 ERA, 1.12 whip, 10.5 strikeouts per nine. Uh, like McGill, you know, those numbers play, uh, whether he's got two starts next week or not. Uh, it, it's, it's well worth kind of grabbing Muller to see whether or not he can continue, uh, this great start. Uh, San Francisco's Logan Webb. Now this is a guy that we've been uh, talking about for a while. Um, in part because he was injured uh, for a stretch. And so the, by the time we were uh, alerting people to Logan Webb, uh, then, he, then he went and uh, missed a, a bunch of time. But uh, he has returned. Uh, and now he has tough matchups next week against the Dodgers and the Houston Astros. But in his past six starts, Webb has a 1.55 ERA, 0.90 whip, 9.9 strikeouts per nine. Uh, take your chances uh, with a guy who's pitching like that. Uh, Pittsburgh's Tyler Anderson. Now there's another guy who, who potentially could get traded. Uh, but uh, Pittsburgh's at home against Milwaukee and at home against Philadelphia. Uh, Anderson, in his past five starts, 3.03 ERA, 1.04 whip. Uh, you know, there have been some consistency issues. You run into a, a, a blow-up start every now and then, uh, but uh, he's at least worth considering. Uh, and Boston's Tanner Houck. Uh, now, Houck has tough matchups at home against Toronto and at Tampa Bay. Uh, however, uh, in the 18 innings that he's pitched for the Red Sox this year, Houck has a 2.50 ERA, 1.17 whip, 11.5 strikeouts per nine. You know, all of that is uh, appealing enough. And it's it's interesting here seeing young guys who have had early success and McGill and Muller and Houck. Um, and this is the time that you can kind of jump in on them um, and, and grab some value uh, because, uh, you know, there's risk uh, at, the, at this stage of their careers. If they, if they, uh, happen to struggle in their next handful of starts, that wouldn't come as a huge surprise. But if they continue to pitch this way uh, for a while, well, you know, you really uh, end up with some value. Uh, 
so there are a few two-start pitchers to consider for uh, next week. Let's uh, head over to Digging Deep on the Waiver Wire. Every episode, I offer up one player that is rostered in 10% or fewer of Yahoo leagues, and maybe you need to race to the Waiver Wire to grab them, beat out the competition, or maybe you can just kind of have them on your radar and be ready to to pounce when the time is right for you. Uh, Today, we're going with somebody you probably need to to grab in the short term. It's Rays catcher Francisco Mejia, uh, who in the past five games is 7 for 16 at the plate, uh, getting regular playing time for Tampa Bay with Mike Zanino. Uh, out of the lineup and there may not be a lot of long-term value here for Mejia he, he he'll give you a higher batting average than Mike Zanino but doesn't have nearly the power uh, and so as a short-term injury fill-in or maybe a an inexpensive option for daily fantasy uh, Mejia is worth considering he's also rostered in just three percent of Yahoo leagues so before we go uh, let's grab a few matchups uh, for Friday uh, and we'll start with Cleveland sending Zach Plesak uh, to the mound, plus 110 uh, at home against Tampa Bay with Josh Fleming uh, going. And now Fleming had uh, been off to a really nice start uh, this season. Uh, was one of my top rookies uh, at the midway point of the season. Um, and then uh, got clobbered uh, uh, recently. And, and so maybe there's a little bit of uh, regression that was due because his, he Fleming doesn't miss enough bats. He's not a real strikeout guy. Uh, and so sometimes it's tough to uh, expect him to sustain his results. Uh, but um, the, the choice here is really that uh, Plesak at home as an underdog, uh, that's not a bad matchup uh, if, if he's going up against um, Fleming. Uh, Texas with Colby Allard on the mound, plus 181 at Houston with Jake Odorizzi going. Now, I mean, this is this is not some claim that Texas is, is uh, likely to win at Houston. This is more about taking the price uh, because there's probably some risk with Odorizzi on the mound. He's, he hasn't been terribly consistent uh, for the Astros. Uh, and Allard... Uh, has not been bad uh, for Texas. Now, his uh, his underlying numbers, uh, his whip, uh, for example, much better than his ERA uh, in relative terms. And so, you know, he's probably due for a little bit of favorable regression. Uh, and so, uh, Allard at plus 181. I don't mind taking that shot uh, against Houston with Odorizzi on the mound. Uh, and then Oakland with Frankie Montes, uh, minus 120 at Seattle with Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, Kikuchi been off to a really great start this year, kind of around the midway point of the season. Uh, he, he was... Uh, one of one of the great value pickups um, for fantasy, uh, but his past couple of starts have been pretty rough, uh, and so uh, with I guess a little bit of concern about Kikuchi's vulnerability, uh, I'll try Oakland there minus 120, and that will do it uh, for this week. Uh, check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We are having a busy week with expansion and the NHL draft, and there will be trades and next week free agency. So there's a lot going on there. Um, listen to these podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.